Hello, and welcome to Breast Cancer Conversations, a podcast brought to you by survivingbreastcancer.org. I'm Laura Carfing, breast cancer survivor and founder of survivingbreastcancer.org, a nonprofit organization providing community, education, and resources to empower those diagnosed with breast cancer and their caregivers from day one and beyond. Hello, hello, my friends. It is so nice to be joining you again today for another episode of Breast Cancer Conversations. My heart is overjoyed because you guys are coming out in spades, listening to the podcast and then coming to some of our events, signing up for our newsletters, joining our Thursday Night Thrivers meetups every Thursday at 7 p.m. I am just overjoyed. And what that means to me is that you guys are actually finding a ton of value in our topics and getting your questions answered. And so if there's anything that you want more information on, if there's anything that we could be doing to support you better, please let me know. You can reach out to me directly at laura at survivingbreastcancer.org. Today, I am so excited because we are going to be speaking with Carrie Lynn. Carrie Lynn joins us from British Columbia, so I'm very excited to have some of our Canadian friends on the podcast today. And she shares with us her creative wisdom on how to create legacy projects. Now, we don't always have to think about legacy projects as end of life or I'm preparing for death, etc. Legacy projects can start really at any time. It's putting together memories, sharing memories, and now in the age of digital, it is even that much easier. So we're going to dive into all of those topics. But before we get started, I just want to give a quick shout out to all of our programs that we're running at survivingbreastcancer.org. So get ready for the drill down. On Thursdays, if you're not already joining us, please check out Thursday Night Thrivers. It is our no agenda meetup. Thrivers, survivors, caregivers are all invited Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. We also have our Breast Cancer Book Club, which meets the first Sunday of every month. This past Sunday, actually, we just read the book Quiet and had such a great conversation about introverts versus extroverts. We have our NBC webinar series on Sundays and so much more. So just hop on over to survivingbreastcancer.org. You can't miss it. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter so you never miss a beat. So we'll just quickly go over different types of legacy projects, figuring out what kind to do, how to get started, using it as a way to connect to those who are still living and those already passed on and passes on and on, Um, and how working within a circle, a virtual circle, can actually help you get more done on your project. Welcome to the conversation. Again, Carrie Lynn, it's so nice to have you here and joining us and sharing some of your expertise all the way from British Columbia, Canada, which I'm so excited to uh, be international now. So that's that's a great <laughs> win for us. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I founded a company called Sacred Departure. And I, like, let me back up for a second here, in... Um, 1995, my mother had lung cancer that spread very quickly to her brain, and she died when she was 47. And even though she had been a heavy smoker and had been feeling well for a while, she had put off going to the doctors. And then when she um, was finally ready to go, lots of pushing from family, she finally went and was given two weeks to live. And she ended up living, um, I think, three months after that. But it still was just not much time, you know, to cross things off her bucket list. And, you know, she hadn't done any planning. She hadn't um, made amends with people, said things she wanted to say. And I believe as a result, it made her death harder on her and harder on her family. You know, it just felt like there was just not enough time. Conversely, in 2016, my mother-in-law passed away. She was older. She was in her 80s. 
was prepared in just about every way you could think of. She had, you know, her funeral prepaid for, she had her, you know, reached out to people she hadn't talked to in years, gave things to people while she was still alive. So, you know, she could be there for the moment of giving it to someone and just did all these things. And one of the things she did that I just thought was wonderful for her and for us was she made videos and she called it, um, this is my story and I'm sticking to it. And my sister-in-law reported her and she told family stories, things from when she was little, just anything she wanted to say. And it's what a difference, you know, she left the earth going, you know, I've, I've said what I wanted to say. Like she made a point of, you know, telling people she cared about them and, or even things that she was heard about. And it made such a difference for her, took a lot of um, sort of the weight of those things hanging over you off of her, um, but also left us beautiful videos to look at, which took a while to be able to do, honestly. But, um, you know, now that we do, it's been a wonderful way to be able to connect with her and like you say hear her voice it's been wonderful to be able to go back and hear her voice I really like that idea of you know leaving messages for people so um, when I saw the difference of how her end of life went compared to my mom's I thought well there's I've got to be able to find a way to help other people and I did not know about death doulas until I did some research and when I first found out about it I wanted to go to a hospice and they said, no, you need to grieve first, take some time for yourself. So I just kept studying and, you know, taking all these different courses until I could finally take um, a full course that they thought it was, you know, enough time after someone had passed. And I've sort of been pulled towards legacy work. So that's what I would like to talk about today, because I think it's such an important tool to um say the things you want to say, and people are going to tell our stories anyway. So we might as well be the ones to tell it. So weird. I feel like my voicemail box is full all the time because I save almost every single voicemail message I get from my parents, from my siblings, from my um, you know relatives. I don't know why. It's just something I started doing, and I like dread having to delete them because I'm just nervous in one day they're not going to be here. And I just wanted to be able to go back and like listen to their voice, listen to that recording. Mm-hmm. Um, How lovely. You know. Yeah, there's something about a voice, hearing somebody's voice, you know, that really does something for us. Mm-hmm. So first of all, what is a legacy? Well, according to the dictionary, it's a gift of property, especially personal property as money by will or a bequest anything handed down from the past as from an ancestor or predecessor. Now, lots of times people will think of legacies as being um, a financial endowment of some sort, but they certainly don't always have to be that way. And not everybody can afford to do that, obviously. But I also just find that the creative legacy projects where you really do it yourself and get involved are really meaningful and those are the things that people kind of hold close to their hearts. Legacy is not leaving something for people. It's leaving something in people. I, I just think it's really important to, to um, for people to know us. And like I said, tell our story. And leaving a legacy does a lot of things for loved ones. It's a way to allow people to still connect to us after we're gone. It can help them a little bit with that fear of losing you forever. 
when we get to be a little older and we start forgetting things and we worry, oh no, what if I'll forget my loved one? But if you have something that you can hold or listen to or look at, then it helps keep them around. It can also give us missing pieces to our histories, genealogy, genetic predispositions to diseases, things like breast cancer and different things. Maybe you have something to tell them, a little map of where the treasure is hidden. Who knows? But it's important to keep keep that going. And what does legacy work do for us? Well, it encourages us to examine our lives and develop more appreciation for the good times and the good people, especially in cases where we're ill and it can be hard sometimes to think about those better things and better times because pain can be all-consuming, as we know, and there's lots of things to be thinking about. But if we can work on legacy work, it can really help us look back and go, wow, you know, this was a really great time or this was a really awesome person that was in my life. So it's a way for us to achieve symbolic immortality. Um, It's a way for us to keep living after we're gone. And it can lighten the load for us as well. The legacy is etched into the minds of others and the stories they share about you. You know, maybe there's something that you were always known for saying and you could put it on a rock and paint it and leave it for someone or favorite quotes you could put if you have big enough rocks. Um, You know, (laughs) things like um, passages from the Bible or words to a song, you know, something that really means a lot to you and leave it around and it can be kind of a touchstone for someone to hold on to. There's memoirs and autobiographies. There's all kinds of um, software available that these are things you can work on. And even if it's something that you don't get to finish, perhaps someone in your family or a friend could also work on it, or you could work on it with family right from the beginning. Perhaps you're someone that always loved to cook. You could do a recipe book. Um, Diaries and journals, I think, are really important if you have things that you're experiencing um, that you would like to share with your loved ones, that's a great place to do it. You're writing it for yourself, maybe at the time, but you can also write it for family members. And there might be things that you might not even think of, like, what did you go through? What have you gone through since you've gotten your diagnosis and things that maybe in the moment we don't think about to talk about, um, but it would probably be helpful for someone down the road um, just to know what you went through but also to know possibilities of things they could go through themselves keepsake boxes are a lovely you know tidy way to keep things they can be all kinds of little knickknacks that you find coasters from restaurants ticket stubs things like that you know sort of like a what do you call it uh, a time capsule which is another thing that i've seen some people do There's legacy quilts. There are even places where if you have, say, a bunch of your clothing that's been your favorite, you can send it off to them and they will make it into a quilt or a stuffed toy for you. Um, We talked a little bit about voicemails and things. You can do videos or voicemails of things like this is how you shave your legs or this is how you make my famous spaghetti. You know, things that you maybe won't be there to do or even if you are for future generations to be able to see those. Poetry, songs, letters. I happen to be a big fan of letters. Um, For some of these things, if you want to think about what to paint on, paint on rocks and different things, you could do important dates, stories, wishes for the future, 
I saw a beautiful display of all rocks on a fence and it was the family's timeline of big events that had happened in their family. And they put them all up on the fence and took photos of them and sent them to relatives. It was quite lovely. There's a lot of places if anybody sews, you can get all kinds of things made into stuffies. Um, if you have something and it's not something you have an opportunity to do yourself, you can always leave it with instructions. You know, I'd love it if you had this made into a pillow for so-and-so. Um, shadow boxes are a really fun thing to do. I had a picture of one that was beautiful, but it, um, my picture, I didn't do it high enough resolution, but it was for somebody that bakes. And they even had a rolling pin in it and cookie cutters and then recipes and things. Like just a fun way that really suits somebody's personality. And I think um, that's why I like the projects a lot is because your personality can really go into them and really tell people a lot about you um, by the projects that you choose. Container garden or a big garden, but all your favorite flowers and colors and things like that. So something that'll keep growing and growing um, and that someone will be able to lovingly take care of. And you can put some of your painted rocks in there as well. You know, something something that lives on that family members can think of you every time they see it. That's so interesting. And I don't know how my dad had the foresight to do this. Um, but this upcoming Christmas, he already told all the kids what we're getting. And we're getting envelopes of tomato seeds from his father's tomato plant. And my grandfather is no longer with us. You know, my parents are getting older my dad has been cultivating these plants that we had no idea the meaning behind. And he's like, yep, we have the seeds from, from his plants. So let's keep them growing. And I was just like, wow, it's so, you know, words, money, like other things can't buy you that type of um, sentiment and oh, legacy. Lovely. Yeah. That so is the garden really reminded lovely. me. And I've also seen where people have done whole books where they do a whole year in one book. And I mean, that can be quite a lot. <laughs> you have a lot of books eventually, but um, even just a, a one memory book with photos in it, my mother did not like to have her photo taken. And we have very few photos of her. And I think I've probably driven my, ch driven my children crazy with all of the photos that I take, but I don't ever want to be in that position again, where we say, well, they didn't really like photos and there's none left because I sure wish I had now. It's so funny you mentioned that. My mom loves, and if you're listening, mom takes a bajillion photos. We have this um, joke. We went down to the Grand Canyon, which for anyone who's ever gone, you know, every view, every two feet, you want to take pictures. And um, I remember like being the daughter, right? You're like, oh, come on, mom, let's keep going. Let's keep walking. Um, but yeah. in hindsight now too, I think it's just like anytime anyone wants to stop and have their picture taken with you or by this monument or by this view, like you know, remember how special and important that is and that you'll cherish those photos uh, in years to come. Yeah. And it's really nice to have somebody that wants to do that. Now, something else I'd like to talk to you about are these digital apps. You can leave messages for people and ghost app is one. It's about 14 bucks and you get 500 gigabytes and you can do phone calls, text messages and video messages. Now, this other one is so good, recordmenow.org. There was um, a woman who interviewed 100 people 
they were all adults who had lost their parents as children or one of their parents before as when they were children. So they asked, they spent over five years interviewing these people and asked them what they wish that they could ask their parents now or what they wish their parents would have told them. This app is lovely because it's free, recordmenow.org. And you just go on. I The Android phone, I could not get it to work on, but I got it to work on my laptop and my iPhone. Um, you just go in and it asks you a series of questions and you can either click to skip them or to answer them. And it asks, there, it's broken up into sections and there's things like what were my nicknames as a child. And under every question, it gives you a reason of why this might be important. There's an app called Once I've Gone, another digital one. This one um, suggests that you pick three people to have access to the account after you've gone so they can still access it, share it if they want to. Um, you can put final wishes on it. They have a section they encourage you to do a bucket list. There is an area for charity gifts. You can store important documents on it. This one's less than $10 a month and they do go up um, depending, but this is another one that you can do photos and videos, record messages. It makes it really easy when you have family spread out. There's also lots of books to fill out. Amazon has all kinds of books. I found several fill-in books like this um, at thrift stores as well uh, for just a couple bucks and you can you know some more prompts to fill out your your um, questions and your life story i've been researching a lot into getting into kind of a creative flow which can be something that's difficult for all kinds of different reasons start with setting the stage for yourself if you're about to embark on a creative project, even if you're write, writing down ideas and not actually um, putting anything together yet, get in comfy clothes, put lighting how you want it. If you like scent, use a scent. You know, if you can get a time where you're not gonna be disturbed, all the better. Your favorite drink, your favorite snacks, you know, listen to something, meditate, music dance around a little bit, reminisce, think about old stories, look through old photos, and just sort of get yourself into the groove. Who am I? Where did I come from? When? How did I get there? You know, all these different questions. And you think of yourself as the subject of an interview. I feel like sometimes when I go through those, like, I need to clean out the closet, or I need to go through this, like, old bin, and I never end up cleaning anything. I just end up doing that reminiscing and going through mm -hmm. everything. And then I can't get rid of any of it. I put it all back. And then I try again next year. That's kind of been yeah. my experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's, I think a lot of people are in that same sort of boat. And especially if you have a lot of photos or a lot of old things to go through, it can be pretty overwhelming. And I think maybe, you know, just doing it like that, taking it out once in a while and looking at it might be might be the way to do it. These projects don't have to be big, huge quilting things or books that take forever to write. I mean, they can be as big or as little as you want. And it's just, you know, the thought that you put into it. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media and I'll link to all of our handles below. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could share this episode on social media. If we could reach just one more person, my heart would be filled. Your thumbs up, likes, hearts, comments, and shares are a great way to advocate and help elevate our voices and those of our guests. 
You can find out more about our organization and upcoming events and ways to connect via our website, survivingbreastcancer.org. I would like to acknowledge that all of the information on our podcast is from personal experiences and not a substitute for medical advice. Until next time, keep on thriving.